The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. You know, it's always an honor and a pleasure to be with you each week. I always say that because Voice America believes that information and the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and information is power. And that's really what we do here at Positive Living. What we try to do is bring you positive solutions and practical strategies so that you can live the kind of life you want to live. And today is no exception. We always have great guests for you each week. And today we're talking about the whole world of hiking. My guest is Andrew Stoko, who is the owner and manager of In Hiking USA. And we're talking about he has de- how he has developed this wonderful hiking experience for folks and how you- uniquely hiking is, what hiking does for us, and sort of the byways and trails of New England as well as abroad. He's traveled all over the world. He is an ex-British Army officer, and he brings with him a wealth of organizational and managerial experience, but tested practical know-how in the world of hiking. Hello, Andrew. Hello there, Patricia. Nice to talk to you again. Me too. Now, you have hiked and organized and led expeditions in countries such as the Arctic, Norway, Denmark, the British Isles, Germany, Austria, Italy, Cyprus, Hong Kong, Belize, and New England. Wow, that's quite a spread. Um, are there things that are similarities, or are they all very, very different? Well, yes, it is quite a spread, because uh, obviously my life in the Army took me to various countries, and indeed my life prior to the Army, which is where the Hong Kong came from, when my father, I mean, I started hiking when I was seven years old with him, mm. up in the hills in Hong Kong, etc., so although I didn't lead anything there, it certainly sort of whetted my appetite, and it went on from there. The Army, of course, gave you a forced environment on hiking, so you had to do it. That's the way it was. But I still sort of loved it. But going back to your question, uh, yes, certainly, every, everywhere is different. I mean, for instance, when I was up in Arctic Norway, predominantly, though, that was ski tracking or snowshoe treks. That's vastly different from, obviously, the Mediterranean climb or, indeed, the subtropical climb mm-hmm. or, low, or secondary uh, jungle climate of Belize, for instance, but they're, they're all similar in a way, if you know what I'm saying. Well, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you do, but what I'm saying is you out there in amongst nature mm-hmm. and finding it, it, things. Are there certain Sorry. things, Andrew, that you need to know with hiking? For example, you know, cross-country skiing, there's a method. There's a way that you, that you ski. Um, but like in walking and hiking, are there certain moves or physical things that you need to have or know? Uh, not really. I think it depends on the level of hiking you wish to get involved in. But let me just sort of categorize something here. Uh, some people think of hiking and it's you shove 40 pounds on a, in a rucksack and put it on your back and you hit, hit the nearest mountain you can find. Mm-hmm. That's not my philosophy about hiking. I'm out there to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only enjoy the walk and get some physical uh, activity satisfaction, which you do do. You, you've got to get a buzz from it but it's also being out there in nature. So, yes, linking back to what you said, that I agree cross-country skiing and snow tracking on snowshoes 
is a skill, there is a skill set in amongst that to enable right. you to do it well without right. sort of killing yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't want to be at the end of the day sort of on your back gasping for breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with hiking, not really. As I said, I'm not into the, although I do do it for pleasure, shove 40 pounds on my back and head up into the hills for a few days. But my philosophy is go out there, enjoy it, mm-hmm. whether it's two miles or four or nine or 12 in a given day, it's up to you. As long as you're out there walking and you've prepared yourself a bit, you can't jump off your couch having never done anything before. Right, you and need to have walked to out. You need to have done something. In other words, the body needs to have been active mm-hmm. and moderately fit. You can build on that fitness as time goes on mm-hmm. with your hikes because to rush into it headlong and think you're going to enjoy your nine miles when you're not prepared for it, no, you won't. Mm-hmm. And it will Absolutely. put you off for life. But What about people who, do. for example, like to walk or they like to walk on the beach or they like to swim? You know, oh. and, and but... They think about hiking, because sometimes I think about this, and I think, oh, I don't want to climb that mountain. It's going to be too steep. What do you say to folks like that? Well, I say, yes, don't climb the mountain, because it probably will be too steep. But going back to what you said, the person who likes to walk the beach or maybe the local reservoir right. or in the local park, that's fine. That's good preparation walking. You're out there. You're using your body, your limbs. Your feet are getting used to walking and hopefully in the correct sort of attire as well. But the way I customize things for the hiking side is it's, it's not all about mountains. Yes, unfortunately, in New England, there are a lot of hills. Some are mountains, some I classify as hills. But I develop the hikes or the trails to allow the person who likes the flat walk to go out and explore nature that way. Or in those, indeed those who love the challenge of feeling the thigh burn when they get to the top of a hill, and so I've balanced it that way. There's, there's easy walks to medium to high level activity walks. And that's what it's all about. It's finding your own level and doing it because you enjoy it. And that's what I do it. I do. I, I fully enjoy my four miles around a, a reservoir, which is just up the road from me. Whereas I also still fully enjoy getting the burn when I go up Mount Washington for the umpteenth time. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But that's what's hiking all about. It's not just the walking, though. I've had said before, it's getting out there and enjoying what this country well, has to offer. Well, you know, it, it, what's interesting is I know that you are from England and you were in the British Army and you have relocated here in the last five or six years. And so, you know, you created this business of hiking in this country. Now you said I hiked all over the world. What gave you the impetus to create the business here? Uh, well, obviously created here because I now live here with my lovely wife, uh, Alan, here in New England. And that's the reason I moved, moved here, left the Army early and came to New England, USA. I had no desire to come here until I met her, but now here I am and I love it. Uh, what gave me the idea for this, my business, which is the word in hiking or the, sorry, the, the URL or the title of the website is In Hiking USA, in being I-N-N not in, as in going in somewhere. In mm-hmm. other words, it's to do with inns and it's to do with hiking. In other words, it's pleasure and relaxation and hiking combined. Now, where did I get the idea from? Basically because I convinced Ellen we should go on a hiking trip to Italy. Mm. It was, uh, I'd seen this before. I'd heard about it. I'd read about it in my hiking days, you know, back in England and various other places, into in hiking. It's easier to do it in the Europe because when you think back how long Europe as a country or countries have been established, 
the trails lead from village to village, or tend to do that, because that's the way they're set up in the year 200. And they really haven't changed, except for the odd road that's appeared in the way. And you can do that quite easily there. And we did a lovely hiking trip, because I spotted on the Internet, in the uh, Cinque Terre, which is basically a very long uh, national park that threads along the northwest coast of Italy, just below Genoa. Mm-hmm. And we started in one village, and we trekked our way up through the other villages, enjoying the lovely terrain, the countryside, and, of course, the beautiful views, and not to mention the food at night mm-hmm. in the inns mm-hmm. or the hotels we stayed mm-hmm. in. And that's where I got the idea from. So I tried to transport that to USA. Not as easy. The reason is because, obviously, the country, I'll call it with white influence, has grown up somewhat uh, more recently. And therefore, there aren't the trails typically that go from inn to inn or village to village or town to town. They're very hard to find. So there are some, but it's not strictly inn to inn. So what I've done is create a, like a center of gravity, I'll call it, in my three hiking areas, which I've developed here in New England. Mm-hmm. So they stay in lovely inns at night, yet they get out there at their own speed, at their own pace, and enjoy the lovely countryside that abounds in this country. You just can't beat it to having such variety on your doorstep, well, virtual doorstep. Mm-hmm. Uh, no other country can actually achieve that. You can be in the deserts of the southwest sort of one week, then up in the woods of uh, Wyoming maybe or the mountains, mm. and then in the dense, wo- more denser woods and hill, uh, hills of New England. Mm. And that's where that's, that's, the idea came from our Italy trip, and I sort of uh, transported it across to here. She loved it as well, by the way. Uh, <laughs> even though yeah. it was challenging at times, but we did have some great times. So, and that was probably, as you said, the impetus to say we should really do this here. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I looked around what I should do. I'd spent 35 years in the Army. As I say, I cut my career short from boyhood up to uh, sort of fairly senior level. And I looked to what do I enjoy? Do I want to get in the corporate world? Perhaps not. So I looked to develop this business. It took a while. It's taking a while to develop and kick it off, but it's going there. It's going in the right direction, as I say, and I'm already developing other aspects of it as well. Mm. One of those things you can't sit still on. You right. know, you, you go and what do are something. people saying yeah. who take trips with you? What, do you? what kind of response are you getting? Uh, generally great, loved it. It's a cheap, you know, just what I wanted. So really it's what I want to hear because uh, the options are there. It's an option where some people have established a company where they do an in-to-in. There's one in New England, but it's not strictly in-to-in, and it's a one long, along a particular trail known as the Long Trail and the Appalachian Trail here. Uh, and it's, it's not that interesting in places, and it's a bit over-challenging to, for some people. And it doesn't allow flexibility. It doesn't allow that person to make that decision and say, yeah, I'd love to go and hike in, say, Vermont, I want to stay in a lovely inn, and I want to do hiking. But I might want to do it on that day. Mm-hmm. I'll have a day off, but I'll go and do it the next day. And I've got five or six scouted, personally tested trails to choose from on a given day. And that is the come, it is that work I've put into it has given the comeback to me, saying, yeah, great trails, loved it, loved going up Stratton mm-hmm. Mountain or whatever it was. Because mm-hmm. I, the, what I've had to do is look at the books, i.e. the 50 best trails in New England, whatever they are. There's a m- multitude of literature out there right. that gives you hiking. But a lot of it is what I call uh, single trail hiking, there and mm-hmm. back. 
pretty boring. If you go on one trail and come back down the same one. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come yeah. back, we're going to talk to Andrew Stokoe more about his company, In Hiking USA, and the great trails that he goes on and the hikes that he does with folks who really want to learn more about hiking and just enjoy hiking. Andrew Stokoe is owner of In Hiking USA and former British Army officer who has hiked the world. He's going to, He's talking about the rewards of unique trails and byways and custom-made and self-guided hiking in New England and abroad as well. So, folks, you're listening to Positive Living, and we are right here on voiceamerica.com, which is America's voice. All right, stay tuned, folks. We've got plenty more. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength. And the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Meyer, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game, tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Bringing you around the world, right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Hi everyone, we are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. As I always say, I believe in Voice America because Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I. And that's why my program, Positive Living, is here. Positive Living brings you practical solutions and positive strategies and inspiration and motivation so you can live the kind of life that you want to live. Today is certainly no exception. I have on a great guest, 
And I must be a little personal here. My guest is the husband of my lifelong girlfriend who I grew up with in Connecticut, and she married a lovely British former Army officer, and he has a business. His name is Andrew Stokoe, and he is the owner of In Hiking USA, and he's hiked the world, and he's giving us really his practical know-how into the world of hiking and the rewards of exploring unique trails and byways and custom-made hiking in New England, which is where he is with my beautiful friend Ellen Russell Stokoe, and abroad where he's traveled all over the world and hiked. Welcome back, Andrew. Good to be back. All right. So let's talk about um, what you need for equipment. Do you need good running shoes? What do you need? Uh, it can be very simple and almost cost, you know, very uh, cheap to actually get out there and hike. But probably the most critical thing you're ever going to buy if you're going to go for a walk or a hike, because let's just categorize this. We're not talking the 15 miles a day. We're talking just, say, a simple four-mile walk somewhere is good shoes. Now, shoes or boots. I'm, I'm a boot freak. I've always walked in boots. It's just that I prefer them, ankle support and I prefer a leather boot to stop me, because some of the places I go stop me kicking my feet to pieces on the rocks, etc. But what is the sort of the, the new hiker looking for? I would suggest you just need a good hiking, I've used the word sneaker, because that's what they're called here, or hiking shoe, which gives you some reasonable ankle support up to round about the ankle bone with the good tread on. Any of the hiking shops around the country will provide you exactly what you require. But obviously they must fit well, uh, they must be able to take a thick sock, because you must also always hike in a thick, good sock to enable, in other words, to protect your feet. But I wouldn't insist on boots, but if you ask me, my, my backwards of the wall, I would say boots are the option, because that's the way I think. It gives you ankle support. What if you've got weak ankles? So what if you're unsure? Can my ankles take the twists and turns on a trail? You know, it's sometimes best to err on the side of safety and go for a good hiking boot. I'm not talking your ones off the fashion shelf in the local shoe store. I'm talking you must go to a hiking shop. EMS up here in the northeast, that's the uh, Eastern Mountain Store, etc. And there's various other similar shops around the country. If not, go on the web. But you must try them out and get the size right. You must do. It's very important. Mm-hmm. All right, what other things do you need? Should you bring trail mix and food and, and you know, I mean, yeah. you don't want to carry too much because you're walking. Absolutely. It depends what you're going on. Like if you're going with me with my company, it's a day only. You would actually, if you're operating out one of the hotels I operate out, they actually provide you a packed lunch. But I hear what you're saying. Clothing, very important. You should never go hiking out in jeans or heavy cotton shorts, etc., because of the weight involved. They get damp, they get, say, you rains, they get wet, they get heavier. They, they become abrasive to the skin, not very pleasant. You should always try and deck yourself out in suitable hiking clothes. I would say, actually, synthetic material because it breathes better. They're made like that nowadays. The materials are made for, I'll use the word exertion, with a very small E. Okay, they allow your body to breathe, and indeed they're not chafing to the body as well. Uh, obviously, you then have to go on, do I need a waterproof jacket? I would always say go for Gore-Tex, but you're talking at least $150 for a decent mm-hmm. Gore-Tex jacket, mm-hmm. and you will be guaranteed dryness from that. But you've got to look at what, you've got to, you, what you want to do. Yes, a waterproof jacket, but do I need to spend that? No, you probably don't. 
So it's a matter of couching your outlay of money, that is, in relationship to what you want to do. And that's where I can come in as well. I can advise on what you should or shouldn't buy. Some people, you go into shop, they'll try and rip you off some of them, the more, uh, the less your reputable shops. But do it with uh, a little bit of caution in mind when you do go shopping. Food, you mentioned food. Absolutely. What is your favorite thing? Personally, I'm a raisins or currants man and a Snickers bar. And, of course, plenty of water. That's my thing when I hike during the day. Overnight, a different kettle of fish. I would take something else, obviously. But during the day, a few Snickers bars in my pouch and some raisins or currants, and I'm happy as a Larry. Yeah, it keeps you going. It's energy. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's definitely – so what you're saying is it's really simple. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's very simple. You know, and one thing I said to you during the break that's very interesting that, that I think is it's so positive is that – you know, you could be presenting this in a whole different way that would make people tired and exhausted listening because they think they've got to, you know, hike up these tall mountains and run out of breath. And you're really presenting this as something that's part of healthy living and not part of this, you know, intense exercise regime. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a backpacking organization or firm. I'm not delivering backpacking. And I believe hiking or walking, let's call it walking, is there to be enjoyed. Yes, you're going to get the physical activity benefits to your body. You're bound to. Whether it's two miles around the local reservoir or on a trail I recommend or indeed guide you on, and then leading up as we build up gradually, you will get the physical activity benefits. But it's also being out there, and you almost cleanse yourself when you get out there. You can imagine you're walking along this trail. All right, it's going up a gradient, and you turn the corner exactly where I tell you, and I will tell you you're presented with this magnificent view or this beautiful stream or river or just a pond. It doesn't matter what it is. And the sense of well-being you get from that is phenomenal. I can still get stopped in my tracks, even now, having hiked from the age of seven years old with my father and, of course, leading on from that. I still can spend minutes or half an hour just looking at a particular view. Or like, for instance, I was hiking once down this which is a very pleasurable hike, actually, in Vermont, New Hampshire. Uh, sorry, Vermont, Manchester, the actual town is. And I was just walking along, and this deer just swam across this stream in front of me. I, I just then had to sit down. And I just sat there for half an hour, had an early lunch break, and waited to see what else happened. And, yes, a, a, a bald eagle then decided to fly across the top of me. I mean, what more can one ask for in life? It is really a very satisfying I'll call it activity. I'll use the word activity. It is an activity, but it's the whole, the whole gambit of it. You know, it's not just the activity, the physical activity. It's the well-being you get from it, a sense of well-being. And you're getting back into nature, and you're enjoying what nature has to offer you, and that can only be a good thing. Well, I, yeah. You know, another thing, though, I mean, we're talking about all these positive things, and that's what this show's all about, but there is one thing. And that is the mosquitoes and the fleas and the poison <laughs> ivy and, you know, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. Talk about uh, that in a nice way. <laughs> in a very nice way, yeah. That's a fact of life in the USA, in some parts of it, that is. The mosquitoes are always going to be with you, except if you hike in the southwest, there's none, <laughs> which is beautiful. But where I'm concentrating at the moment, yes, there are mosquitoes, but it's not an insurmountable problem. You either wear the proper clothing. A lot of people now hike with sleeves rolled down to prevent the mosquitoes getting more act, act, activity, sorry, uh, ways of getting at you. And, of course, you spray. 
you use the relative spray that's suitable for you. I tend to use one with DEET because it allows that also to repel deer ticks as well because you have to think about the deer ticks. There's, the, there's deer everywhere. In certain parts of the country, Lyme disease is fairly prevalent, fairly prevalent, but it's not something to be, oh, my God, I can't step out my front door. There are ways and means of getting around it. Be prepared. As the scouts say, be prepared. And that's all I do. I spray up and I go hiking either in shorts or indeed long trousers. I tend to wear long hiking trousers when I'm in deep woods. Just a thing I've got, you know, because you never know because there is poison ivy. But you, it's not going to be dropping out of the trees onto you. No, no, it's not at all. So it's not an insurmountable problem. It's just called being sensible and being prepared. The stuff's out there to help you. So, again, again, basically it's preparation, isn't it? That's what yep. it's all about. As in life, it is all about preparation, absolutely. Let's talk for a second before the break a little bit about kind of the, the emotional side of this, you know, the, the emotional high, the beauty of nature, things that, um, you know, that really kind of inspire you when you're doing the hikes. Now, you've hiked all over the world, so what are some of the things that have inspired you? Uh, inspired me to carry on perhaps or indeed just to revisit an area it's mainly it's what you see the unexpected out there it's the beauty of nature basically mm -hmm. i mean i'm i'm conservationist with a small c i'm not going to be camping myself on the town hall steps or anything it's not my style we're very british and we're very reserved but it's being out there in nature as i said earlier I can walk around this bend of a trail or whatever it is or reach the crest of a mountain when I'm scouting my trails and I think, oh, wow, look at that. Or, oh, isn't that stream great? Or I see an animal or a bird. That is the, the things that have inspired me, really. It's just getting back with nature and learning to understand it and become that conservationist. Realize that you're out there on this trail at their invitation. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, you must help protect it. You're not going to be the one bouncing around, crushing the leaves or the trees, right. rather, or the bushes. Right. You have to have respect is what you're saying. Absolutely. Respect of yeah. nature. It's their yeah. environment. It's not ours. You know, I, I, I'm comparing this a little bit. I live by the ocean, and I walk on the beach almost every day, and I find that something happens for me um, in, in my just in my being when I walk on the beach. I mean, there's a transformation. It, it just almost gives me a high. Do you find that in, in nature and in hiking as well? Yes, I do. I mean, uh, I very much do feel a high from hiking, or I might feel a bit tired when I've been doing my fourth trail in one day for right. scouting purposes, but I still get a very big high from it. You know, I mean, I've sat on top of a hill, having reached it, scouting this trail, realizing I found a lovely trail or created a lovely trail, and I've rung up my wife and says, here I am, sat on a rock, overlooking this, on below me, eating my orange for lunch or whatever it is, and I think, hey, this is what it's all about. And, yeah, I get a big buzz from it. I really do. Because mm. I'm not out there slogging my guts out. So what advice would you give to folks? We've just got about a minute. But yeah. who may, you know, may be at work and may, may not be able to hike right away, but would a 10-minute walk just outside or around the block make a difference for them? Or trees in the back of their office building or something? Yeah, I mean, certainly for that aspect, uh, you know, get, just the walk in the trees out the back of the office building has got to be uplifting. But looking at the other side of it, a walk around the neighborhood, 
you're, you're maybe you're not a hiker or a walker, and you want to build up to that, as we touched earlier on the fitness levels. Right. And that is what you should do. Build up gradually. Then you find, you investigate, where is the nice local park? Where is perhaps the re- reservoir? Or where have they converted that old railway line into a trail? There's a lot of those, which are mainly biking trails, but often run alongside of, well, I say, down valleys, which ha- t- tend to happen to have a river in them. And there's some beautiful places to go and walk. And it doesn't cost a lot to go out there and do it and get that buzz from it, and come back feeling a little bit self-satisfied and uh, just appreciating what we probably have on our doorstep a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My guest is Andrew Stoko. He is the owner of In Hiking USA. Andrew is a former British Army officer who has hiked the world, all over the world. He's talking about the world of hiking and the rewards of exploring the unique trails and byways in New England and abroad. Folks, you're listening to Positive Living. Remember that this program is on Mondays, and it's on at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific, and you can log on to voiceamerica.com and hear the archive shows. If you have a question, you can call us after the break at 866-472-5788. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Conversation at a click of a mouse. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington. Each week, Connie and her guests will explain the healing system called Christian Science and share stories of how they have used the spiritual laws of God to bring healing to their lives. You can learn how to bring healing to your life, too. So tune in to Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Voice America, America's Voice. The Woman MVP Who Sets You Free with host, entrepreneur, author, motivational speaker, corporate executive, philanthropist, wife, and mother, Luann Mitchell-Halter is an exciting and provocative look at the real world with real exciting guests and real stories of triumph and professionalism with a dash of spice sharing recipes for a better world on all the playing fields of life. Join Luann Mitchell-Halter as she and her guests uncover and expose us to our abilities to create our very own Big League MVP, My Victory Plan, Potential for Greatness. The Woman MVP Who Set You Free with Luann Mitchell-Halter broadcast each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. The Woman MVP Who Set You Free. It's time to get off the bleachers, play the game of life, and be the MVP. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and agents. How do you protect yourself family? Tune into Meet Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney, former legislator. Attorney Woodruff's expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what to take, what to avoid, most important, what you need to know through the process. Meeting by Accident podcast every Tuesday at M Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting President with attorney Tom Woodruff. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living. 
And I'm Patricia Rapkin. You can give us a call at 866-472-5788. Positive Living has been on Voice America. We're in our fifth year now. And we are on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And you can go to the website, which is voiceamerica.com, and here they archive shows. My website, raskinresources.com, also gives you information about my other work and my book, which is in revision, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living. I have a great guest on today. We're talking about health and wellness and fitness and an exercise that's fun, something that you get out there in nature and you enjoy. And that's hiking. My guest is Andrew Stokoe, who is owner of In Hiking USA. He's a former British Army officer who has hiked the world. And he has come to New England in the last five years, married my beautiful best friend from childhood, which I'm so glad he did. And now he is offering New England and folks there and everywhere wonderful places to hike through his wonderful guided tours that he does there. Welcome back, Andrew. Thanks. Good to and I, I know that you have, you know, you've hiked all over the world, and you certainly, um, for people who want to know, are interested. What do you say to them in terms of, you know, what are the best trails? Do they go to the website? Do they call you, or both? Well, this is it. I mean, uh, it's uh, a question with many answers. I mean, yes, I would certainly recommend come to me. That's like being slightly big-headed, but it's just because. The way I present things, I've gone out there, I've scouted the trails, I took my time, and I've created some very nice sort of trails in some beautiful parts of New England. Uh, really, I've focused in on three areas, uh, which is the Manchester region of Vermont, which is known as the Green Mountain area, and those who know Vermont is known as the Green Mountain State, which is such a beautiful set of trails and lovely inns. And though the more adventurous are the White Mountains in New Hampshire, which I know you remember just to the south of there in your childhood, uh, Patricia, on a various I mountain do. you did. <laughs> but it's not that adventurous. But that, that is for the more adventurous orientated, because you'd be living on top of the hills in these beautiful huts set up by the Appalachian Mountain Club. Or the third one, which I think is a bit of a gem, is in Maine. It's island hopping. I found these, uh, not say I found, they've always been there, of course, Three beautiful islands off the coast of Maine, sort of central up to northern Maine, Monhegan in the southern area, mm-hmm. with Idaho further up, with uh, Mount Desert Island, or as people refer to it, Acadia National Park. Yes, my, my daughter went to Colby in Maine and hiked yeah. Acadia a lot, and I've I mean, been there with her. It's just gorgeous. It's a hiker's dream. Mm. It's yeah. a hiking company owner's dream, Acadia. Mm. <laughs> the, the trails are all achievable, they're all accessible. And the views are absolutely outstanding. Mm. And talking about getting a satisfaction from hiking, that is the place. Mm. It certainly is. And if anyone said to me, take me to some place great to hike, for I'm a first-time hiker, where are you going to take me? I will take you to Maine, to these three areas I found. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Starting off in the beautiful Monhegan Island in the south, it's only a mile long by less than half a mile wide, 30 minutes by a small boat come ferry, a little artist colony, so you're already in a very nice, positive atmosphere. And the trails are magical. Either on, there's nothing high about it. You might climb 30 foot. Sorry, I'll just say what I mean by climb. It means you elevate along the trail. We're not talking rock climbing here. It's just a hiking terminology. Mm. So the elevation might only be 50 foot, but it's so beautiful. And you can spend some time there in, one of the, on, in the lovely inn, which is actually called the Island Inn, by a matter of choice. And then you can hop further up the coast to Isla Ho, 
and then onto that to Acadia, or indeed just stay on Acadia. It doesn't matter. I build the vacation to suit your level of interest and ability and, of course, your desires. It's not me saying you'll go to A, to B, C, to E. No, I will create it for you. And all my trails are personally scouted from both the maps and, indeed, uh, the books that abound out there. And that is another way of finding out where to go. There's a million and one books written by very learned people in New England or, indeed, American hiking, like the 50 best hikes in Vermont or the 50 best hikes in southern Wyoming, whatever it is. They're out there and they're available in your local bookstore, decent bookstore, that is, or, indeed, a hiking shop like EMS up here in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And equally so, there's the websites. There's my website, of course. Not that I will give you the trail. Oh, yes, give you us your website up. again, please. Sorry? My website is uh, obviously www.in, that's I-N-N, hikingusa, all one word, dot com. Okay. Andrew, I know we're talking a lot about New England, and you've hiked the world, so many countries. If people are traveling abroad, what would you suggest to them? What have been some of your most, you know, I mean, you talk about Acadia with, uh, you know, in, in such a beautiful way. What about some other countries that have similar areas? Uh, there's a lot of them, and they're all different, obviously. I mean, I would say one of my favorites has to be northern Norway, but that was more ski trekking. But but having said that, it's such a beautiful country, and they are very much an outdoor-orientated people, so there's a lot of facilities set up like this to do over there, be it in Norway. I would say northern Norway is absolutely outstanding. Beautiful people as well, so friendly. Mm-hmm. and outgoing there you'll really love them italy now ellen my wife and i we adore italy anyway we we are sort of uh, italy files as opposed to anglophiles <laughs> and i would suggest some of the hiking that's been set up there is really excellent especially the one we did along the uh coast to co- the coastal path along the cinque terra which is in northwest italy just below genoa was an outstanding holiday not strenuous, some lovely trails on lovely parts of the countryside, and, of course, the food is outstanding. What more does one want in life? Mm. Uh, other That's places? The next country I want to see is Italy. Oh, yeah, you've got to go. Anyone who – and there are other parts. There's Tuscan trails set up. A lot of them are center – they operate out of England because mm. the English have been in Tuscany a long time. <laughs> we sort of developed a love, love for it, and there's a lot of these companies in England. I don't remember their names offhand but they do tend to operate out of England, and they're very easily set up for you. It's great. The other hiking I've done, I, yes, if you want jungle hiking, hiking, sorry, I would suggest Belize, or indeed there is a various other places in the Central American area which would be equally as satisfying, although I've not done any recently, so I wouldn't just say hand on heart, yes, you must go there. Mm-hmm. But I would certainly recommend Italy and, of course, Norway, and I'd also recommend Britain. Britain well, that's where you're from. Outstanding hiking. Andrew, are hikes in Britain, is the terrain in Britain in England similar to the terrain in New England in the United States? It is similar to New England, but not as wooded. You mm-hmm. tend to find your trails you hike. As I said earlier, they've been, some of them have been there for thousands of years because that's how you, the, the people got from A to B to C to D in the days when there was either foot only or indeed horseback. So they've been there a long time. So you're treading the trail of somebody 2,000 years ago, or indeed you're walking across an old Roman road. You get a bit blasé after a while. But 
there because it's more open, you're seeing more. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you, you tend to find you enjoy it more because in New England, if you're not careful and you don't have someone who can tell you where to go or direct you as a kinder word, mm-hmm. is you end up with looking at woods all day, yeah. Yeah. which is not very exciting. I, even, I did one, I was doing scouting with my son, my youngest son, who's 30, 31, and he says to me, Dad, you don't hike your route march, but that's because <laughs> I was trying to do five hikes a day, you know. <laughs> and... Uh, I got two hours down this trail. I said, no, this is no good, and turned back because I got bored with looking at woods. Yeah, yeah. So all my trails I do, I, there's got to be something exciting about them. You know, you've, you've traveled in so many countries all over the world. I guess my question is, and you've done a lot of it, so my question is, what has, what has all of this given you? I mean, when you look back and you think about the travels and seeing all the countries and working with people and living among the folks and hiking and you know, through so your work in the Army and then you work just for pleasure, what kind of an appreciation do you feel that you have? What has all of this taught you about life, Andrew? I think the first thing it's got to give you, anyone who will probably nod their head and acknowledge this as well, if you've lived in other countries, more so if you've lived them, not perhaps immersed in their local culture, but being trying to be part of it, is this worldly education. You become more understanding of people's issues or problems and if nothing else, you know where these countries are. You know, you can appreciate, oh, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I lived there for four months or for six months or a year. And you feel you, it's, it's a knowledge you can't get from a book. And it's an understanding of these people. That's what it's all about. Uh, some of the beautiful people I've met, you know. So in a little village, say, in Cyprus, you know, you can probably converse in two or three words. They have some English. You have a little bit of Greek, if it's in the Greek part. And you can get by, but they're so hospitable and so open and friendly. Or while well, it was Hong Kong when I was there as a child, you know, sort of being with the Chinese people. Because with the British Army, people might think who are in the American Army or have been it. Oh, well, we go to so-and-so and we live on a big base. Well, we don't tend to do that in the British Army. You tend to live outside the base in the local community, unless you're a single soldier, of mm-hmm. course. And we tended to find ourselves living amongst them. And, of course, later on in life was... When I went there and did my hikes, you then found a different aspect to it all. You found the real country. You, mm-hmm. It wasn't the town or the village. It was that mountain that led to the village or whatever the case may be. That's mm-hmm. what I think is what I've gained from it is that I think a better understanding of people, the, the world. I don't have all the answers, but I know I've enjoyed finding out about it all. Mm-hmm. And I think it just makes you a better person because you un. You become more worldly wise is probably the best what way to do it. What do you that. say to folks about protecting the environment? You certainly lived in it and you certainly respect it. What do you think we should be doing more of to protect our area? Are we talking hiking or are we talking a political way forward? Well, I, I don't, I don't, I, my show isn't political, but I'm thinking yeah. more in terms of just being a conscious human being to protect right. what's around you, such as, um, you know, picking things up or not throwing bottles or, you know, preserving, taking care to preserve what we have in nature, I guess is my question. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, yeah. I mean, I'll use the one a phrase that is not hammered down every throat of every hiker, but certainly one you come to know and respect and abide by is leave no trace behind. Mm. When you're invited into the countryside to do this, you go on a walk or whatever, you must leave it as you find it. 
Mm-hmm. In other words, you're not going to be there trampling on the trees or the bushes or the fo- any of the fauna there is or the flora there is around because that is basically you're destroying something that took maybe 20 years to grow to that mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. if you're up in sort of alpine regions. Mm-hmm. And I think that can translate into normal life as well. It's just like not dropping litter. It's sort of uh, being conscious of your own y- backyard as well, mm-hmm. creating it to enable nature to thrive in your own backyard. I mean, that's what I've tried to do here by hit and miss, I would suggest at times, because I'm not that sort of, uh, uh, shall we say, I don't have the scientific knowledge at times, but I try and do what I can, and certainly that's the philosophy I take when I go out there on the hills or the trails and the byways. Leave no trace behind. All right, we're going to take a break. My guest is Andrew Stokoe, who is an ex-British Army officer, and he is the owner of In Hiking USA. And he brings with him a wealth of organizational and managerial experience. And he has tested practical know-how in the world of hiking. He has hiked and organized hiking in countries all over the world, from Norway to Denmark to Austria to Cyprus to Hong Kong, and the latest in New England. And certainly, um, Andrew, tell us the website. It's www.inn, that is, inhikingusa, all one word, dot com. In hikingusa.com. When we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about hiking in New England and abroad. Folks, you're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney broadcasts each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. West Coast Business Review and host Amy Campbell presents Show Me the Business. Each week, you'll hear exciting guests give you vital information on advancing your business and career. Learn how others have built their empires, from best-selling authors to renowned entertainers. Listen every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific time on VoiceAmericaRadio.com. Visit our website at www.WestCoastBusinessReview.com. West Coast Business Review's Show Me the Business, connecting you to the business world. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson. 
Echopreneur, author, and green living maven brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products. Get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the green life with Kim Carlson. Broadcast each Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on The Voice America channel. Live in the green life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And it's always a great pleasure to be with you each week. You know, I really believe that you can have the kind of life you want, and that's what Positive Living does. We're here each week on voiceamerica.com on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. You can call us at 866-472-5787. Actually, 5788-472-5788. My guest today is Andrew Stokoe, who is the owner of In Hiking USA. Andrew is an ex-British Army officer who has traveled the world and has done so much hiking all over the world, from Cyprus to Hong Kong to Denmark to Norway to Austria and to New England. And again, you can log on to his website at www.inhikingusa.com. And we're talking about what hikes can offer us and what what hiking does, not just to, to help us physically and uh, in terms of our physical well-being, but also spiritually and emotionally. Welcome back, Andrew. Ah, All right, let's talk a little bit about a couple of the fears that you said people have, which is that they're afraid that they may get lost. Yeah, I think everyone has that fear of getting lost, uh, whether it's going down the road to New Jersey or whatever, or indeed going out there in that sort of dark, mystical world of the woods and the hills or whatever it is, or indeed the meadows. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to say everybody is an instant map reader overnight. It takes a while to actually become totally confident and going out there in an unplanned way, shall we say, of picking up the map and heading into the hills and hoping you can make your way around the hill on this trail and get back on. But what you'll find is the way things are set up nowadays is you'll get the guidebooks. Indeed, from me, from my company, you'll get a detailed guide on where you go. If you go unguided, that is, I offer self-guided and guided. It takes you on the trail and tells you every footfall almost. But, uh, and of course with that there will be the maps and I'll produce everything that enables you to give that sense of security before you set foot on that particular trail. Mm-hmm. But as to map reading, it's a skill. There's no, there is a skill that's developed over time but is not brain surgery. I can really tell you that. The biggest thing I will saw, the most fundamental part of map reading is being able to interpret what the map is telling you about the ground. Mm-hmm. You look at a map and say, right, I should have two hills to my left, I should have a stream to my right. Yes, there they are. It is his interpretation of what the pictorial display on the printed map is telling you about the ground on which you're walking. But don't but you think, though, if you're not, you know, if you haven't done it, it's much better and much more advised to go with a guide? Absolutely. If you've not done it before, you may have walked the reservoir, but you're now wanting to do something slightly more adventurous, 
and get into that parts of the country you might not see otherwise, I would suggest go with the guide, most certainly. I mean, it will make your day a lot easier because the worry is taken out of your mind, and that's what we're all about. It's not going out there to worry and fret and sweat over have I taken the right turning at right. this particular cross right. you know, trail or not. It's actually getting out there and enjoying, enjoying. what we're offering. Correct, correct. Andrew, what have you heard from people who've taken hikes with you about maybe new things they've discovered or insights that they've had? What are you hearing? I think mainly it's not just over here in New England when I've sort of led things in other countries or taken people to do this, that, and the other. It's saying that, saying to me that, well, I didn't know this existed. I didn't realize it's such a nice part of whatever we were in at the time, whether it's here in New England or indeed in other parts of the country and even showing my wife parts of Italy she wouldn't have got to doing that particular one as well, that little trail we did. I mean, it's just mainly that's what it is. It's saying, oh, wow, I didn't realize all of this offered all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, for instance, I taught, even if they're not a customer, I taught, have you ever been to Monhegan Island? And they go, where? And they have, they're missing that chance of yeah. seeing something so beautiful and so accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just... That's what I find it is. It's that key phrase is, oh, I didn't realize this was actually so beautiful. Wow, this was great. Mm. You know, I've, I've now know more about my own country or and, wherever we are. Andrew, having said that about, you know, that you take people out and to enjoy, do you then take people out mostly on beginner's trails, would you say? Are they more beginners than advanced well, uh, the way I do it is I would I say to people, right, give me your level. I talk to them or email them as we're establishing their custom-made vacation. I say, what is your level? What have you done? You know, cause, and I then maybe have a group of people. I can then pick the level of trail. I'll say, well, they're all at this level. We'll just do these. On maybe it's a four-day vacation or whatever it is, long weekend or a week, and we can build up to the others. Or if they're all of a higher level, I can then pick something else to actually, because they'll be looking for something more of a sense of achievement, of a greater level of physical, perhaps, achievement. So it's a matter of pitching. It's getting to, it's really harping back to what I've done all my life, is understanding the capabilities of people and ensuring you either meet those capabilities or maybe stretch them a little bit more once you've seen what they're really capable of. But it's all about enjoyment. There's nobody, no good killing them, Right. Uh, I, I mean, if you had a group of very advanced hikers, then you would probably plan a hike around that, correct? Uh, absolutely. But I would suggest maybe the very experienced hiker wouldn't come to me. They'd be right. looking for the backpacker style of Got vacation that takes them across the wilds of Dakota right. or whatever. Interesting. All right, Andrew, we have about a minute left. If people yep. get one thing out of this interview on the world of hiking, the joys of the world of hiking, what would you like them to get? I would like them to get... One thing to take away with them is it's a beautiful world out there, and the best way to see it is by hiking in it, and, but above all, respecting it and coming away with that additional knowledge of this beautiful country that you all live in. Okay, You don't know what you've got there on your doorstep, and the only way you'll do it is by coming out and hike it and really enjoy it. And that's what it's all about, enjoyment both physically and mentally, and you come away as a better person, I believe. I really do. Thank you so much, Andrew. And come and do it with me. 
Thank you. It was wonderful. Okay. Thanks. Stay on the line. Thank you. My guest today has been Andrew Stoko. His website is www.inhikingusa.com. He's an ex-British Army officer who has hiked the world, and he does hikes in New England and is so knowledgeable. So do get a hold of Andrew at inhikingusa.com. Again, thanks, Andrew. Okay. All right. Um, next week, my guest is Betsy Beaven. She's been on before. She's the co-author of four vegetarian cookbooks, including The Political Palette, and she was co-founder and professional chef at Bloodroot Vegetarian Restaurant for 24 years. And she's going to talk about the health benefits and joys of seasonal cooking, organic and ethnic foods of all kind. So, folks, listen to Positive Living every week on voiceamerica.com. I love you all. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay positive, and you can make your dreams happen. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great day. listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's book, Pathfindings, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. And tune in next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific for Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com.